Welcome to episode 20 of the Montana Values Podcast. The dictionary describes the term monkey business this way. Frivolous or mischievous behavior. Improper or underhanded conduct. Trickery. Recently, some in the Montana Republican Party conducted a little monkey business of their own, and we're going to talk all about it with our host, Tammy Fisher. Tammy, we're going to talk about page nine of the Republican Party platform. That sounds riveting. It is. And I'm going to take you through a little bit of it. Why? Well, because there's been some shenanigans of late. Oh, does that mean we get to talk about wackadoos? Because if we're really talking about wackadoos, now that's interesting. The wackadoos and the wackaloons. Okay. Page nine of the Republican Party platform reads as follows. We reaffirm the Constitution's fundamental principles, limited government, separation of powers, individual liberty, and the rule of law. The platform criticizes Obama for going around the legislative process to enact by executive order what Obama's policy of the day was. They condemned this end run around Congress and refer to it as executive lawlessness. They state directly, Obama changed what John Adams called a government of laws and not of men into just the opposite. And now, folks, we are seeing exactly what the Republican platform created in 2016 and reaffirmed in 2020, warned of and condemned. A group of lawless legislators seeking to do an end run around the process of governing the state of Montana. And the worst part, it's legislators that refer to themselves as Republicans who are trying to do the end run and who are violating the very platform they are supposed to adhere to. These legislators are masquerading as Republicans, all the while violating the very platform of the Republican Party. And what is particularly ironic is the person who called out the legislators for their antics is a Democrat legislator named Kimberly Dudick. And, you know, it comes as no surprise to me that Representative Dudick called these wackadoos out for their wackadoo antics because I've known her since law school. I think I've known her for over 20 years now. And she has always been a a very strong woman, strong in her beliefs and opinions. And while she and I disagree politically, we've been friends for a long time. And she was top notch in her law school class. I think she graduated like number two or something. She's super smart, way smarter than me. She's a brainy smurf. And so when she sees this kind of stuff, it as it makes every lawyer cringe, she gets really upset, right? Because you are taking the basis, the foundation of not only her education, but my education, and the basis and the foundation of Montana. And if you believe in rule of law, you're taking that and you're warping that into something you want it to be because it's politically expedient for you. And so for these wackadoos to take something as important to Montanans as our constitution and Montana code annotated and our right to discuss publicly and be involved in the legislative process. And you twist that for your own means. That's something that I can't stand for as a Republican and certainly something that Kim Dudick would never stand for because she absolutely believes in the rule of law as well and that you follow the process that's laid out in the Constitution and state code. 
So this is kind of a, a complicated scenario. I think it was designed to be complicated by the wackadoos that drafted up this plan. But here's kind of how it went. So you'll remember that back in March, the governor issued a state of emergency order. His authority to do that is found in Montana Code. So in our statutes, and it's under Title 10 called General Authority of the Governor. And usually in Montana, we see the governor declare a state of emergency when we have wildfires. And oftentimes when he declares a state of emergency, that's when we all think, oh, my gosh, it's really, really bad. Yeah, it is really bad. But what that state of emergency really does is it provides federal funds to come to Montana. Correct. We can't get those federal dollars without the governor declaring a state of emergency. That's exactly right. And so wildfire funds that come from the feds can only come after he declares a state of emergency. There's also this additional companion legislation that goes along with state of emergency, which says he can issue other orders in support of his state of emergency or in support of that declaration. Well, that's where... A lot of us freedom-loving Montanans get a little pinched up. We don't like it. It changes the way we do business. Like, you know, now we're still not even fully open for business in Montana because of the restrictions the governor put in place. We have to wear masks. We can't go about our daily lives like we normally would. There's some restrictions at schools. It's just changed the way that we live our lives here in Montana. And for all of us freedom-loving Montanans, that's hard and we don't like it. The thing is, the legislature gave the authority to the governor to do those things. So it is in a statute that the governor has this authority. A legislature at some point in the past decided that the governor of Montana should have this authority and that he can issue these regulations, which are legislatively made usually through governor order. So the governor actually can take over some of the legislative process during the state of emergency and do for Montana what Montana has typically relied upon the legislature to do, which is make laws. He can actually do that during the state of emergency. That is a law in Montana. And so lots of us got upset that the governor had this authority, kind of usurps all that legislative power. And so these wackadoos decide, hey, we're just going to do something. We don't want to make the laws. We don't want to change the law because that's hard. Because what they would have to do is call a special legislative session. Lawmaking is really hard in Montana and in the United States. And that's because it should be. Laws are something we should rely upon. They shouldn't change. They shouldn't change with the whims. They shouldn't change with the politics. They shouldn't change because they are inherently reliable. When there's chaos in the world, we should go back to the law. And from that, we should go about our lives. We're a nation of laws. And so these wackadoos didn't want to do what you're supposed to do, what you're constitutionally mandated to do, which is call a special session and then pass a law either overturning the governor's authority, doing something to amend the governor's authority to stop the state of emergency. That's what they want to do. That's their end goal. But they didn't want to do it the hard way and the legal way. They wanted to do it their own way by this thing called rulemaking. So since changing the law is difficult and it's done in the light of day with input from all of Montana, several of these legislators decided they would try to do by rule what they couldn't do by law. The rules of how the legislature operates can be amended every other year. So they can change their rules based upon the whims of who is actually elected. So the rules are junior to laws in the effect of their authority, right? So the legislature gets to decide how they want to operate. You might have a new political party in power, those kinds of things. Those are rules. And 
there are three rules committees. One is in the House, and that's chaired by Derek Skies. The other is in the Senate. That's chaired by Fred Thomas. And finally, there's this joint rules committee of the House and the Senate that is, again, chaired by Fred Thomas. So the scheme of these brainchilds, what they came up with was to change the rules outside of a legislative session with a mail or email polled vote on issues that were supposed to be related to the governor's emergency order, like how to hold a public meeting via Zoom. Well, that would seem normal and rational. But the dum-dums added a third proposal, which would have, if successful, overturned the governor's state of emergency by rulemaking and not by the actual legislative process. So their scheme was, under the cover of darkness, without anyone outside of the legislature knowing, to overturn the governor's state of emergency. And you know why they didn't want anybody to know that? Because the people it would most affect are Montanans. Any Montanan receiving federal CARES Act funding through PPP loans. Any Montanan on unemployment struggling to get by. All Montanans who are able to receive health care via telemedicine. All Montanans receiving any grants the governor has given during COVID to struggling nonprofits, food banks, homeless shelters, daycare centers. All Montana schools who used CARES Act funding to retrofit the school buildings to accommodate in-person learning. So this antic, inspired by none other than Derek Skies and Fred Thomas, would have ripped the federal funding rug out from under one million Montanans with no notice to those Montanans and no opportunity to participate. And when some Montanans were made aware of the scheme and asked to participate in the discussion, they were denied by Fred Thomas. Fred then also denied that the antics were intended to undo the governor's state of emergency order. But what Fred forgets is that he got into bed with a guy who just can't keep his mouth shut. A guy who fancies himself as a constitutional and legal scholar, but who might be one of the most ineffective legislators to ever grace the Capitol steps. So Fred chose to crawl into bed with Derek Skies, and Skies told us exactly what their intention was. Listen here. And so we're trying to find a way to rein him in. This is the best tool that we can rein him in because by a simple resolution of a majority of both chambers, 51 in the House and 26 in the Senate, we can rescind the entire executive order. So Skies and Thomas, both of whom shower themselves with the conservative and Republican brand, went out of their way to violate the Republican platform. And that's because they view themselves as anointed by God to get their agenda passed at all costs, at any cost, the cost of the Republican Party losing its credibility, at the cost of their caucus looking like absolute fools, at the cost of all Montanans who have relied on that federal funding over the last six months. According to these legislators, the rules don't apply to them, and they can just make up procedure as they go, reinvent the wheel as it would be, regardless of whether it violates the Constitution or state law. These folks masquerade as Republicans, all the while violating Republican and conservative principles. Dave Beatty, one of the most rational and conservative Republican legislators I have ever met, said it best in his commentary about the skis and Thomas shenanigans. Quote, Lost in the scrum of this political season is an off-season play being made by a faction within Montana's 66th legislature to change the rules under which your House and Senate operate. Approval of the proposed rule changes 
would have disturbing implications for constitutional governance of our state. Proponents of the rule correctly claim that Montana's Constitution gives the legislature the authority to make rules for its proceedings, but some of these rules have been set into law. The notion that such statutes can be ignored by legislators is beyond troubling. The constitutional solution is to amend or repeal a troublesome statute, not to defy it. Should the proceedings of the legislature be transparent? Once again, the answer would seem obvious. Yet one of the proposals would allow rule changes to be made by polling, which entails putting a straight yes or no proposition before legislators without allowing for amendment or substantive public debate. The public has a constitutional right to see how its legislature operates. Legislators take an oath to protect and defend Montana's Constitution. Supporting legislative rules that set legislators above the rule of law and denying citizens their right to participate in state government flies in the face of that oath. And while I agree in principle with proposed rules regarding oversight of the state bureaucracy and protection of the legislature's nonpartisan staff from undue political influence, these goals must be accomplished within the bounds of our laws. The ends do not justify the means. Legislators are not above the law. Our constitutional order cannot survive if we choose to ignore the restraints it places upon our actions, end quote. Now, Dave Beatty is a conservative who adheres to Republican principles and sticks to the Republican platform. Contrast Representative Beatty against Representative Derek Skies, who, along with some other wackadoos, removed the one rule change that actually related to how the legislature could conduct business remotely during the state of emergency. Skies and the wackadoos wanted to add to the remote voting rule that legislators that wished to vote remotely would be required to submit a doctor's note. But after the wackadoos were advised by a legislative attorney that their doctor's note requirement violated privacy laws, the proposed rule, the only one that was related to how do we conduct business during the governor's state of emergency, that was pulled from consideration. And then Representative Derek Skies, of course, who thinks that everything should be done in person, that this COVID thing is some sort of Democrat conspiracy, I guess, against all of us. He, of course, has the audacity to say, if you feel that the COVID situation is such that you can't participate in this process the way it's designed, then perhaps you should do your constituents a favor and resign your seat so they can replace you with somebody who could. Well... Since Derek Skies has proven time and again his inability to conduct himself in accordance with the legislative process set forth in the state constitution and Montana Code annotated, we would suggest that he take his own advice and resign his seat so that he can be replaced with somebody who does understand and follow the rule of law, someone who is principled, is a conservative, and who actually abides by the Republican Party platform. Skies has been masquerading as a Republican for far too long, and it's time that his lawless, unconstitutional self is revealed. We want to give out three cheers to the true conservative Republican, Dave Beatty, and to our Democrat friend, Kimberly Dudick, for exhibiting our Montana values and exhibiting leadership by revealing the antics of Derek Skies, Fred Thomas, and their lemmings and for ensuring Montana is governed by law and is not governed under the cover of darkness in chaos. Thanks for listening, and thank you for taking us with you on your journey today. And we'll see you next time. 
You've been listening to the Montana Values Podcast. Consider becoming a sponsor of the show by visiting our website, montanavaluespodcast.com. Locate the sponsor page and click on the donate button. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at MTValues. Find us on Podbean, Pandora, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, Spotify, and Podcast Addict. What's your favorite Montana value? How do you live it? Write to us. Our email address is montanavaluespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.